Morning prayer begins on page three of the Advent morning prayer booklet. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 84 begins on page 445, and not 446, as it suggests in the chat bar. O how amiable are thy dwellings, thou Lord of hosts! My soul hath a desire and longing to enter into the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found her in house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. Even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will always, they will be always praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are thy ways. Who going through the veil of misery use it for a well, and the pools are filled with water. They will go from strength to strength. And unto the God of gods appeareth every one of them in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold, O God, our defender, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of ungodliness. For the Lord God is a light and defense. The Lord will give grace and worship, and no good thing shall he withhold from them that live a godly life. O Lord God of hosts, blessed is the man that putteth his trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 29th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt, 
Add year to year, let feasts come around. Yet I will distress Ariel. There shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be to me as Ariel. I will encamp against you all around. I will lay siege against you with a mound, and I will raise siege works against you. You shall be brought down. You shall speak out of the ground. Your speech shall be low out of the dust. Your voice shall be like a medium's out of the ground, and your speech shall whisper out of the dust. Moreover, the multitude of your foes shall be like fine dust, and the multitude of the terrible ones like chaff that passes away. Yes, it shall be in an instant, suddenly. You will be punished by the Lord of hosts with thunder and earthquake and great noise, with storm and tempest and the flame of devouring fire, the multitude of all the nations who fight against Ariel, even all who fight against her and her fortress and distress her shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall even be as when a hungry man dreams and look, he eats, but he awakes and his soul is still empty or as when a thirsty man dreams, and look, he drinks, but he awakes, and indeed he is faint, and his soul still craves, so the multitude of all the nations shall be who fight against Mount Zion. Pause and wonder. Blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with intoxicating drink. The Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep, and has closed your eyes, namely the prophets, and he has covered your heads, namely the seers. The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is literate, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Then the book is delivered to one who is illiterate, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I am not literate. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men, therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. Here ends the first lesson. Together, the Advent Canticle on page 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. 
Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the county of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains, so all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about two thousand. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to... <clears throat> Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Benedictus, on page 7 of the booklet. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, <clears throat> and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just that at thy second coming to judge the world, we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal, to him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, who services perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A few notes about the Isaiah passage. Uh, There's this uh, sort of cryptic use of Ariel, which means uh, where God refers to apparently Jerusalem as Ariel, which probably means something like Lion of God, it could be uh, a reference to the pictures of the cherubim in the temple, which looked lion-like, and uh, so he plays off that with, their, with the imagery of there being a lion and also going to be sort of attacked by 
by a lion. But th this passage is a little bit um, nuanced in that it, it, uh, it sort of prophecy is that Jerusalem will be surrounded, but, but then the image of having a dream and awaking and it's gone is really applied to the attackers whose attack apparently is not going to be successful. And we should, uh, this probably uh, has some allusion to the, um, remember Isaiah's writing, uh, the person Isaiah's writing maybe mid 8th century BC, 730, 740. And that was just before the, the Assyrians who came and destroyed the Northern Kingdom in 722 also came down and threatened the South, but that threat uh, went away as did the threat of a, of the alliance we, we had talked about between the northern kingdom and Syria. So there were attacks that were thwarted because God intervened to not make them be successful. But it doesn't mean that Israel, it wasn't because Israel repented in any real way. It was God just showing a sign. So this passage both says there's, there's a surrounding of the city that won't be successful, but the people are still being disobedient. And there's a couple of interesting points. The sealed book that no one can open and read has a little bit of hearkening forward to Revelation, where um, uh, in chapter five, St. John sees the book and no one's worthy to, to open the scroll and loose its seals until the lamb, as though it had been slain, was able to open the book. And then there's also this the, the quote, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, is quoted directly by Jesus in Matthew 15, eight. Um, so that's sort of the Isaiah thing is, is this attack, but still the ongoing um, disapproval of God with the faithfulness of his people. The um, Mark lesson that this um, takes place on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, that's not the side where Jesus called the fishermen to follow him and where, you know, the Jewish civilization was, but this is on the other side. And we, we get that we're outside of, of a place where Jewish life prevails because you, you've got this unclean spirit and you've got pig farmers. These are unclean animals. So a lot of this passage has to do with uncleanness. There's an unclean spirit and the unclean spirit is ultimately set into unclean animals and they rush down to their death in, in the water. Um, this man is somebody who we, we, we would consider a very frightening person. You know, if we had a guy like this hanging out by the tombs, you know, a crazy man wandering around the cemetery, ripping things apart. Uh, what's notable is that Jesus isn't afraid of him. In fact, uh, the spirits that possess the man are afraid of Jesus. And apparently we're not told in the text, but Jesus must have said, come out. And so they come and plead with him. Um, and we notice this. Um, that Jesus the Lord is one of the ironies of the Gospels, especially of Mark's Gospel, is literary devices that nobody really gets who Jesus is. Nobody understands who he is, but the demons know. And then at the end of Mark's Gospel, the, the centurion will confess it, but his own people don't know this who this is. But the, but, but he, the demons know who he is, and he has authority over them, so what he says they will have to do. And um, this is a reminder for us in, in the things we face in life. And it's the um, distinction between our own natural power, which cannot stand up to the forces of evil, and the power of Christ in us that we possess by faith. 
in the Lord Jesus and the power of the name of Jesus by which we can conquer all the things that, that trouble us. And it, it's, a, it's a reminder in the season of Advent and Christmas, remember, because Christ is with us, we don't have to be afraid. And the more we draw near in, in faith and prayer to him, the more we can stand up boldly to the things that, that afflict us. And at the end of the story, it's, it's interesting that um, this, this um, healed man, this man who's set free from demonic possession, wants to follow Jesus. And it's interesting, whereas throughout Mark so far, when there's been a healing, um, Jesus says to the people, now don't, go tell, don't tell anybody, because within Israel, he doesn't want to create this great stir. But this is a miracle that takes place uh, on the sort of Gentile side of the Sea of Galilee, and they're telling Jesus to get out of here, most likely because he's just afflicted uh, economic uh, catastrophe on them by sending all these sheep to their death, or these uh, uh, um, pigs to their death. That was, those were money-making animals. Uh, and so he, they want Jesus to get out of there. So he tells this guy to stay there. And, to, and in there he tells him, tell the people all the things that God has done for you. So there's a witness there. He's, he lets them stay and bear witness. And this is the, in the in the clearest sense as we um, live our life in relationship with God and experience His power in our lives to help us conquer some of the things that are have overcome us before. Our witness is simply what has God done. It's not cornering people with a, a pitch for Jesus. It is us telling people the way we experience God in life. That's the, the clear sense of a witness is. And that's what Jesus says to this um, to this man. And as I'm thinking about during Advent, what is our witness? How do we experience God? And how do we just tell people that? And that's just a very natural way to, to um, bear witness to Christ in our lives. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the form of intercession on page 10. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and that are mine. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort them, relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and join the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, what about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. Together, the thanksgiving.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a good start to the week, last week of Advent, as we prepare for the coming of our Lord at Christmas. Thank you, Bishop. Yeah, thank you, everyone.